What is up, guys? Welcome to The Reborn Show. My name is Ashley Horner, and I am your host today of The Reborn Podcast. Listen, today is going to be a great show, and this is why. I am already closing out season three. It's crazy that I've not only did uh, season one successfully, um, I learned a lot through season one. I, I have definitely have gotten a little bit better. Season two picked up. A season three was awesome. Uh, it's definitely, it has been my best season yet. And things just keep getting better. Um, the guests are spicier, more information, more topics, uh, things that we are covering. And hopefully I can continue to inspire, um, motivate, and encourage you as you go out um, uh, and experience these real life situations that you can help either navigate through, um, or somehow I can be a help to help you guys work through that, through those times. So season three, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be, um, a two part, um, it's going to be a two part series. So this part, part one is a collection of the best of moments from season three of reborn part two, um, of the, of the best of series where I will actually drop next week. Okay. So, and then the, the show is going to be coming back soon for a season for debut. And I'm so excited. Definitely guys. Look, if there are topics that you want, if there are guests that you want on the reborn podcast, make sure that you DM me at reborn pod, um, DM me those questions, DM me, um, any guests ideas that you have. I would love to hear that. So here we go. Here we go. My first highlight is Jamie Cochran. Now this girl, Jamie, she's very little, but you know, little in, in stature, little, little in, um, uh, just her frame. She's a small human being, but her presence, her presence is vast. And uh, this is a very, very inspiring woman. I had her on the show back in February. Um, she is uh, the business leader. She's a mother. She's a wife. Um, and she is the chief operating officer at Echelon Front, Jamie Cochran. Jamie joined Leaf Babin and Jocko Willink at the Leadership Development Company in 2014 as its very first employee. And today, Jamie and the Echelon Front team equip some of the world's most top organizations with proven leadership solutions. In this portion of our conversation, Jamie explains why the idea of extreme ownership can be so life-changing for you. Let's have a listen. I want to ask you what, like in kind of like your perspective, um, what are some practical tips that you can give listeners uh, that they can start applying to their life when it comes to extreme ownership? Yeah, a couple things that, you know, that, Everything we teach has some practical application component, something you can start doing. Obviously, the foundation of everything is this idea of ownership, which really requires people to check their ego and to recognize that when they're faced with challenges and problems in their life, they are responsible. It's their fault. And that is a really hard thing to get over. You know, if I tell my team to do something and they don't deliver on that, it's tough for a leader to say, well, that's on me. But the power, what ownership gives us is this control then to solve those problems. Because if I say, hey, listen, my team didn't deliver, and I look inward and say, okay, 
I didn't communicate properly. I clearly didn't ensure that we had alignment on the plan. I didn't give them the support that they needed. I didn't follow up and make sure that they understood the deadline and that we were tracking to meet those deadlines. Whatever it might be, you start asking these earnest questions of yourself and pulling that thread. And, you know, initially for people, there's a lot of hesitancy in like, oh, taking ownership, that's a lot. But as soon as you start doing it, you start to recognize that you actually have control over ensuring that these things don't happen again. You have control over actually solving those problems. So a practical thing I tell people all the time is just start to cultivate this mindset of ownership with every problem that comes to you, every challenge Think to yourself. And if you have to ask yourself, like, hey, how can I make this my fault? Ask that question and really get yourself to start thinking through how can I take ownership of this? Whether it's ownership of how we got here, whether it's ownership of, hey, this is out of my control. You know, how do I control this thing? But I can take ownership of the outcome, what I do next, ownership of my ego, my attitude, my mindset, all these different things. Ownership can help us in solving those problems. And, you know, taking ownership in the really big moments is is important. But in order to be able to do that, we have to take ownership in the everyday interactions we're having with people. I mean, even to the fact of like, hey, my kids are late to school. Yeah, I can be frustrated. My middle kid can never find his shoes. But ultimately, that's on me. That's my Mm -hmm. responsibility as a leader. And the power in that is that there are things I can do to now solve that and help him and ensure that that doesn't happen again. And it's a simple example of like, you're getting your kids out the door, right? But mm-hmm. um, if you start applying that mindset to everything, you start to actually see that you have control over what happens around you. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I, I want to be in control of my problems. I want to be in control of my life. Um, and if I'm not willing to take ownership of it, somebody else is going to be solving those problems for me. So I think the practical part is really to start with that foundation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other things you can start doing. You know, if we're talking to a client, there's some practical things we talk about incorporating within their culture that can help a, a team grow and, and change that culture, that mindset. But it all starts and, and is anchored towards this initial idea of ownership. And you have to get that right first for everything else to come into to play. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I think um, building a strong core leadership value within yourself and looking inward, that's really, really hard because we're programmed like when something goes wrong to be like, that's your fault, Jamie. That's your fault. That's your fault. And, you know, um, it's, you know, it's the same, like with, uh, like with my husband, it's like, whenever we get into arguments, I like to be like, you know, stand across the kitchen and be like, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do this. And then, but it, you know, it's the same thing and it's applied the same way. Like you have to look inward and, and see like, how, how could you have fixed the problem and start taking ownership for that? Yeah. And what that is just not to cut you off, Ashley, but what that is, is that's your ego. That's like what we talk about. Mm. What keeps you from taking ownership? The biggest barrier you have to to face when you're trying to cultivate this mindset is your ego because Mm -hmm. your ego loves you so much. And your ego is going to tell you you're right. And your ego is going to convince you to, you know, make sure the other person understands they're wrong. I mean, that's what gets in the way all the time. So if you're struggling to take ownership, the really hard part is actually looking inward and saying, mm-hmm. hey, is this my ego at play? Do I have friction with this person because I'm incapable of checking my ego? So, mm-hmm. you know, that ego part is is a constant challenge. I mean, ego is a good thing. I mean, you're, you're a competitor, you're you know, disciplined, you have this, that ego drives you for sure. That's a component of that. But you have to know how to subordinate it and check it mm-hmm. in the right moment so that you're not getting in your abil- way of your ability to take ownership of things.
All right. Next up, we have Clint Emerson. Now, Clint is a guest that I actually had on a second time because he is so interesting and the the information, the the knowledge that this person has, um, I really want to get that information out there to you guys. This is such a good podcast and I highly recommend that you go back and listen to the podcast when I had Clint Emerson on. Um, it was back in April. Um, he is the author, former Navy SEAL Clint Emerson returned back to reborn. He's a New York Times best-selling author of the new book, The Rugged Life, The Modern Guide to Self-Reliance. Clint is also a podcaster, defense expert, and the only seal to ever be introduced into the International Spy Museum. On the show, he gave a lot of practical tips on how to become more self-reliant, including finding your ways to cultivate, sustain food sources with your neighbors. So let's check out that episode. Guys, be smart and be aware. We have three doors of entry. We have one door that goes directly to the kitchen or it can go upstairs. It goes right, just you open up the door, you can either go to the kitchen or you can go upstairs where you're on on the top floor uh, where you can look down and see the entire uh, dining area and it comes back to my office. And then there's just two dining room doors. So last week, one of one of the girls, and we're an all female staff, and uh, one of the girls messaged me and she said, hey, can I open carry? at American Brew. And at first I thought it was just kind of like a joke. You know, I'm pretty close to my entire staff. And, um, and I was like, why, I was like, why would you want to open Carrie? And she kind of got into telling me about, there's been some nights now that it's getting dark a little bit early where she has felt uncomfortable and she Mm. doesn't have her conceal carry permit. Um, and so it's as a business owner, you know, wanting my staff to feel safe. And at night they're taking out the trash. They're going around the back of the building. Uh, I don't have any security cameras outside. I have security cameras inside. Mm-hmm. What What would be uh, just maybe some of your recommendations to me as a business owner to help make my staff feel a little bit more comfortable because, you know, if I, my, you know, train of thought went like, well, if she doesn't have like her conceal and carry, I don't know if her open carry would even be great because she doesn't probably even know how to use her weapon system if there was an emergency. And then plus like, I, you know, anybody can open carry, but I'm like, you know, what is the, you know, 86 year old grandma coming in for her latte? How is that going to make her feel seeing that one of the baristas behind the bar is, you know, <laughs> has an open carry, like, you know, with a cig or a Glock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So first, you know, the gun conversation, as you know, you know, it's 50, 50, depending on who you're talking to here in Texas, you know, we just passed constitutional carry, which means you can carry conceal if you're 21 or older and you didn't have any felonies or anything, you can just pack heat and conceal it all day long without a license. And there's pros and cons, you know, I kind of go both ways. I think a license is great because it forces people to go get educated. Right. Because the scenario you're talking about is, hey, what if she doesn't know how to use the damn thing? Yeah. Um, so getting a license at least forces eight hours of training, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend to anybody. And then you should train, obviously, on a regular basis, you know, for the rest of your life that you're carrying a gun. Right. Um, and then there's the flip side, the freedom. You know, hey, yeah, anybody should be able to buy a gun and carry it. Exactly. But I recommend training, 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 regardless of license. So, um, 
you know, and I know, you know, you shoot and you do all that. So mm-hmm. you know how to have that kind of conversation with an employee. Um, but as far as security to the building, um, there is a, an acronym out there you should look up and it, okay. it applies to both homes, at, residential and business. And that's CPTED, C-P-T-E-D. And that's Crisis Prevention Through Environmental Design. Mm. And basically what that is, is there was a big pivot in the security industry um, years ago. And where it's most noticeable was with banks. Banks used to be all brick buildings, no windows. They were like a fortress, right? Now, if you drive by a bank, it's all glass and completely lit up 24-7, regardless of whether people are in there or not. So that's CPT at its finest because what they're doing is making it so that it's so visible that a bad guy will think twice about doing anything because no matter what he does, it will be seen. So the fact that you're all glass is actually good. Oh, it follows okay. the principle. It follows the principles of CP Ted. Okay. Keeping it lit up, like you cannot have enough light, right? Mm, so more I more lights. More lights on the outside. More lights on the inside. You will never go wrong. Light it up, especially okay. that back door, especially those areas of concern. It's worth you know how much ever. It's not going to cost that much. Just. Right you know, floodlight that mm-hmm. at 24 mm-hmm. seven, your glass, you know, um, the beauty of, uh, <laughs> hurricanes hitting America on a regular basis is that they have what's called hurricane film. Mm. It's relatively inexpensive. It goes on your glass, like, like tent and, uh, it prevents projectiles going 120, 160 miles an hour. Like you can't, you, you can throw a cinder br- block brick at your windows, they will shatter, but they will not fall apart. It will all wow. stay together. Um, so those are great for both home and business. Hmm. Um, yeah, know, I've never, in- I've never heard of hurricane film. You just put it on your glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I- there's companies, there's companies that'll come tint your windows, and tint is is really a metal, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, hurricane film is kind of, uh, you know, basically dovetailing in behind the tinting world. All right, next up I have Miss Brooke Entz. She is an elite CrossFit athlete, a business entrepreneur, trainer, actress, and podcaster. In 2015, she took 14th place at the CrossFit Games her rookie year. She's also the creator of the comprehensive fitness app, The Naked Program, and an accomplished actress who has appeared in films including Wonder Woman, The Justice League, and during our conversation, she gave some really, really great advice for the listeners wanting to achieve more in their lives. Just such a great down-to-earth human. Uh, it was such a pleasure having Brooke on the Reborn Podcast. And let's have a listen to that clip of our show. I'm kind of like a problem solver, you know, and when something goes wrong, there's like a period of time where you're pissed about it, but it's like, okay, well, you can't change it. So what are we going to do to move on from it? What are we going to do to fix it? You know, and that's kind of the way my brain works, but some people don't, if you, if you're someone who doesn't want to beat around the bush because you don't have time, because it's waste, it's wasting time and you get straight to the point, we can come across very abrasive or mean, and we're not, you know, um, with that said, I have learned to 
adjust my tone or my delivery about certain things to certain people while simultaneously those people are very aware of the kind of person I am. So there is no hard feelings. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is you got to just take the chance because the worst that like the worst is going to happen is that it doesn't work. It doesn't work out and you got to try something else or it doesn't work out and you got to get a different job. You know, I used to say, I used to tell my parents, I'm like, all right, you know, <laughs> I had so many things going on and I would just be like, mom, dad, I'm very close with my family, by the, my family, by the way, but I'd say if everything falls apart and no one likes me anymore, no one thinks I'm cool. I literally carry no clout and uh, all my businesses fail. Can I move home? <laughs> and my, you know, and they're like, yes. And I was like, okay, perfect. Full send. Yeah. Right. Like, to me, it was no like, fear, okay, right? well, you know, the worst scenario, if something doesn't work out in my mind was like, well, I'll work a day job. Right. I mean, that's how I was with, you know, when I was competing and like dealing with sponsors and stuff, mm-hmm. it was like, I'm not afraid to work a day job. So I'm mm-hmm. not just going to, I don't want a million sponsors. Like I, I don't, that's too much work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's way too many people to keep happy all the yeah. time. Right. Yeah. And then you, you lose yourself in mm-hmm. the middle of all of that, mm-hmm. trying to keep everyone happy. Um, but yeah, some of the best, I guess, advice I've thought about for myself or I've been told is there is always like th- there is something else on the horizon. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. it's almost like I hate thinking that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but what I have experienced for myself in, you know, fairly re- re- recently, I guess, um, I have encountered or been, have experienced situations with like business partners or, or friends or potential things in terms of business that um, really suck because those people are not like-minded in a sense where like, I don't really ever, I don't, nothing I'm doing is about the money that's coming in or money I'm making. It's about, it's about the people. If I'm working with people, it's about, um, you know, just the vision. It's about, you know, giving back whatever it is. Like it, it's never about making more money. Right. And I've, you know, I've encountered or been through things where you meet people who they will be shady, mm-hmm. you know, because something became more important than mm-hmm. what you agreed to, you know, and things have changed or like you have all these conversations about a plan or a business or whatever. And when you start it, you realize like, oh, it's nothing like what mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be. And then you feel like a little bit like, you you know, you got the little short end of the stick. What I'm going to say is sometimes situations like that or being around people that are like that, who are willing to hang people out to dry so that they can make more money because their big goal is just making more money and not the relationships along the way. You know, it can make you feel angry or it can make you feel like you want to do that. Right. Something that I've always been really good at, and probably just because all the different avenues of, you know, just different places I've been and people I've met and the type of person I am and the relationships I relationships I have with those people, I have been someone who makes a lot of connections for people. I like being, I love being able to connect people to people. So you oh, can, you can would, so, so you can connect me with uh Jason because uh, he's he's pretty uh, he's good. yeah he's pretty good looking <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> he is good looking um like making connections you know and 
when I do that, it's, you know, I've definitely been able to connect, you know, business businesses that I've been working with to, you know, really popular influencers or people that have a big following. Anyways, sometimes you don't feel like, I guess. Well, I think like people, people, people it, will it, just it, ride it your can, coattail. It, well, and it can, it can feel like, um, like what you said, like it can feel like I just need a win. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm helping a lot of other people mm-hmm. have wins, mm-hmm. but why do I keep having to pivot? Like, yeah. <laughs> and that can, that can happen. And that can, you know, you can end up feeling that way. I've felt that way. I've yeah. been feeling that way. But what starts to happen is like, if you just stay true to, mm-hmm. you know, I think being a, you know, in my mind, being a good person mm-hmm. and in business, it's mm-hmm. caring about, you know, the vision or the people um, more than just trying to like, see like, Ooh, you know, what's the quickest way to this or that money or making this amount of money. But like if you do, like for me, it was like, I didn't, you know, not allowing yourself to like your heart to harden in a way. There is something else out there. There are more things out on the horizon for you, especially if you don't give up from like, you don't give up looking for them. Yeah. And the only reason you would give up looking for them is if you let yourself get so discouraged that you don't, you don't care to try again, if your business didn't work out or whatever it is that you're working on didn't work out. Or if you're, you know, you're, you're working from a fear standpoint and that's why you wouldn't attempt to do something that's out of your comfort zone because you're scared of failing, failing. So you really have to just accept the fact that failure comes with it and everyone knows it and it sucks. 100%. It sucks. Um, you're, it feels very emotional. There are ups and downs, but you know, hindsight is like you gain so much knowledge um, that you will be able to a, you know, be more successful next time because you're not going to make the same mistakes, or you're going to really change a lot of younger entrepreneurs or younger individuals' lives by being able to, you know, tell them the mistakes you made, and now you're a teacher. You know, there's just there's so many there's so much good that can come from trying, even if you are potentially going to fail. This episode of Reborn is brought to you by BetterHelp, a really cool and convenient platform for online professional therapy. Look, guys, I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but I know in the past I have gotten so stuck just focusing on a problem um, instead of the solution, right? When we're hit with life's obstacles and I mean, there's been a lot of changes that have happened over the last two years, right? Like, that's just facts. And I have had to do a lot of quote unquote problem solving, um, not only just like in my personal life of things changing with kids' schools, the stress of that. Are they in? Are they out? Do we switch schools? Public, private. Um, but also changing the business, like how business operates and and the challenges of, of the problems that come up. Look, I know that it, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in the problem-solving mode when you're faced with a challenge in life. 
But when you learn to learn how to find your own solutions to not just get stuck in like, I'm just solving like a problem, the same problem. It's because you're not changing the solution. You have to, you have to find your own solution to be able to solve that. There's really no better feeling. And with better help, a therapist is actually available to help you to become a better problem solver, making it easier for you to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. And look, guys, I, I want everybody to know here that um, if if you need to unload stress, if you, if you need healing, um, if, if, if this can help with anxiety or depression, talk to somebody, talk to somebody. And these programs like BetterHelp is an online platform that is so convenient for you. Um, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out just a brief survey. survey. And if you don't like the therapist that they matched you with, you can switch at any time. Um, so if you guys want to be better problem solvers and, and really start finding solutions, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash reborn today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash reborn. All right, back to the show. All right, up next we have Tatiana Gardar. She is a Ukrainian-born American actress who specializes in stunts, weaponry, martial arts, and dance. As a firearms trainer for Terran Tactical, she's worked with high-profile names including Kevin Hart, Post Malone, Keanu Reeves, and so many more. Now, this girl, you talk about inspiring. If you are into... Um, training with your weapon system or anything at all you have to check out this girl just a, a, a just all around badass and it was certainly a pleasure getting to know her on the podcast and make sure that you go back and you check out that podcast and how inspiring uh she was to listen to her story and the resilience that she showed um during the ukrainian and russian invasion I have never in my life seen a more badass female than the person that I'm looking at on the screen right here. Oh my God. Thank you so much. And, and do you think that because of where you are now in, in your career, do you think that that time when, when you lost your boyfriend, was that a pivotal point for you in your career? It was a huge pivotal point. First of all, I think I've learned my lesson for the rest of my life. And I'm, I'm kind of every person that I get in touch right now in life, I'm trying to kind of teach them slow down and enjoy the moment. Yeah. A lot of people just take time for granted. They are mm -hmm. not really enjoying the moment. They're not saying enough. I love you. How are you? Yeah. And like, even like when I'm training gun stuff right now, like, you know, training, I used to train dance and, 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 and shooting and all that. I've really put my attention on the other person like to make them better because this is the connection that we have right now at this moment. I don't know if I'm going to ever see this person. Yeah. So be present, when, fully present, mm -hmm. fully, fully present mm -hmm. and fully, just fully present in your life. If you like sad or something, cry, like yeah. enjoy it. You're happy. Just be happy. If you really want to say somebody, I love you or forgive, just say, Hey, I forgive you. I don't want to fight or I love you. And let's mm -hmm. not miss this moment. Yeah. It's, you know, 
And, and also, I think if that accident didn't happen, I would never dance. And dancing also, you think you can dance Ukraine and having my school and with my way. And uh, th- then dancing with Ruslana, our, our singer, who is right now a huge po- political uh, woman, she's fighting, and Max Barsky, and all the people that you see on TV right now fighting in Ukraine, they helped me to get visa here to America. Mm-hmm. So without mm-hmm. Ruslana, I would never be here. Mm-hmm. We had to work uh, a, dance, a dance concert in Philadelphia. That was my only chance to get a visa to America. I got the visa for five days. Yeah. I came basically stayed on political asylum. So it's it's weird how life just have these corners yeah. of like how sometimes the worst in your life can actually lead you to some where you need to be. Yeah. You know? And um I, I, I think it's I think it's hard in those moments because I mean you know the the tragedy that you had to go through like with your boyfriend it's really hard in those moments to to even be able to see clearly or or to think clearly because you just can't. Oh, yeah. You know, you're angry oh, yeah. and you're mad. Same thing, you seeing everything going on in Ukraine yeah. and you just feeling like you're you're helpless. Like you can't, um, you can't you can't do anything. And and some of it's just like the unknown, right? It's it's not it's it's not being there and not knowing. Yeah. Um, and you just think it, it's, I think it's human nature to think like, well, if I could have been there, that wouldn't happen. If I would have been there with my family, I could have protected yeah. them. If I would have been there, like they would have been safe and like I would have had control of the situation. I think that's human nature, but you know, it's, it's really, it takes years, years, Tatiana, to, to go through really hard things. And I don't think that we ever fully get over, uh, traumatic events like that in our, in our lives, but what happens over time is I believe that that we recognize the good that comes out of heartache, that comes out of these challenges that life throws at us. Coming up next on the Reborn highlight is Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy is a Green Beret, Master Sergeant, entrepreneur, MMA professional fighter, and the author of the new book, Scars and Stripes, an unapologetically American story of fighting the Taliban, uh, UFC warriors, and myself. On the show, he talked about why living up to other people's expectations can be so destructive and the importance of living authentically. And what is the message that you're wanting to convey with that and in your book, uh, Scars and Stripes, an unapologetically American story of fighting the Taliban? Yeah, so... uh we're living in like the biggest bullshit era of humanity. I think uh, where, you know, it's everything's an Instagram filter and a, and a Snapchat filter. And I'm curating my, my TikTok and my Instagram, my Twitter to, to reinforce my, my, my beliefs. And um, you know, there's, there's very little real out Mm -hmm. there. And then, you know, people and, talented people write these books and they go on and on and on and like give all these life lessons. And, uh, you know, but everybody's missing the important stuff. Everybody's missing really the thing that is determining success and failure. And it's the thing that nobody wants to talk about. You know, it's that it's like the human aspect of who we are as a species, like the imperfection, every human 
and our imperfections and how important those are. And uh, like that book is this vulnerable, transparent telling of all of my failures, mm. all of my struggles, like the most, m- m- the biggest moments. And because I lived such an extraordinary life and I'm living this crazy, this, you know, driving hard in the paint life that I'm living, the, ex- the stories are in- incredible and they're extraordinary. So, you know, like when you, when you read about my losses, it's in front of millions of people. Right. You know, when you, when you read about my struggles, you know, it's, it's published on the, the cover of magazines and that's like, that's weird, but it's so important right now for people to really see like, there's this, Somebody looks at me and they're like, oh, you know, Tim Kenny owns these, you know, these multi-million dollar businesses. And, you know, like he's been on these TV shows and he fought for world titles. He's green bray. You know, and and like he cheated or he's crazy or there's something special mm-hmm. about me, mm-hmm. or there's it's just not true. You know, like I am the I'm the worst of us, I promise. You know, yeah. I was born with a heart defect. I was small. I was the last kid to get picked on the playground. You know, I was I was the least athletic. Um, I was my very first wrestling tournament, I got pinned in 30 seconds. Boom, single elimination. I'm out for the day. Um, like story after story. And nobody talks about those moments. So what is it that that happened in your life that that changed you? What what was the the switch that got flipped? What was what was there's, it? There's no switch, no change. There's no, there's no moment. There's no, like I walk out of the phone booth and I I open my chest and I'm Superman. Like um, I know, I'm still, I, know I know what it was. Um, it, what it was because you never quit no matter how That's many right. times you failed no matter how many people walked out of your life no matter how many people told you you're stupid you didn't quit yeah and i'm still a hairy best. troll yeah. i'm still dumb you know i'm i'm still not very athletic and <laughs> you know like everything else is just 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 keep going you know um i've been standing on a beach butt ass naked with a couple of women pregnant and i think i'm dying of aids and i've west into the fog um from into the pacific ocean thinking that you know like this might be the end of everything and um so like i've been in the darkest moments of despair i've been in afghanistan where you know like it's just death all around me and i'm crawling on the ground to try to find bullets so like nobody could ever say that um you know there's privilege in here or mm-hmm. you know, like i i I'd, one person working and we're living off like twenty thirty thousand dollars a year on a cop salary when i was a child you know, like we lived in a, in a tiny little one bathroom house for a family of six. Um, so, no, there, you know, there's, there's nothing there. It, it is really just work. All right, up next we have Thomas Lane. This was probably one of my favorite podcasts that I got to do. Um, Thomas Lane is the pastor of Ascent Church. The church's namesake emphasizes the believer having not yet arrived, but remaining a work in progress while always in an upward pursuit. He came on the show to discuss how to deal with the pressure of being someone that others look up to. I felt like during my podcast with Pastor Lane that I was asking him questions, benefiting myself, um, no, I'm just getting kind of, but, um, what is such a great podcast and, um, you know, there is a lot of pressure being in a position like a pastor at a church, having big social media, 
accounts and platforms and owning businesses, like all of that is hard because there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure there. And so it was amazing hearing from it on from his point of view and how he dealt with the pressure. So let's have a listen to those clips. Do you, do you ever feel pressure? I know that you talk about, you're like, I'm not perfect all the time, but do you feel like, cause do you feel like a lot of people look at you and you're like, oh, Pastor T is like perfect? Yeah, they do. And it's annoying. Is it? Yeah, it's super annoying. Because- I always wondered how that like being a pastor, like, you know, people are like, oh, you have, like, I have a lot of eyes on me for social oh, media. Yeah, oh, believe me, people are waiting oh, yeah. for me to mess up. Yeah. Oh, they are waiting. They are just <laughs> waiting for a mess up. But has there been anything where there's been something and people have come at you? Oh my gosh, all the time. Yeah. And, and, but, but the, the thing is, is like yeah. people, people love, they love, to see you mess up. Oh yeah. They loved it. They're just waiting, mm-hmm. but everything within me, you just cannot focus on the negativity. You cannot <laughs> yeah. focus on the people That's true. who you can't put your energy into no. that. No, no, no. Because then it's going to eat you alive. Yeah. Um, Craig Rochelle said he's a pastor in actually in Oklahoma. I love him. Yeah. I listen to his podcast oh, yeah. all the time. He's great. He, so, okay. Are we talking about, are we going to like truly nerd out here? Oh, when, nerd, I got nerd it. out on me. Okay. I have a, a confession. Come on. Pastor, I have a confession. Come so on. when I run, mm-hmm. I listen to his podcast. You're just as nerdy as me. <laughs> I know. It, the Whenever truth, you said that, I was like, oh my out. gosh. I usually his leadership listen to podcasts. Podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I listen great. to The Ascent too. Yeah. I, I love, love it. it. Yeah. That's it's what I it's do. Just, it's just, I either listen to podcasts mm-hmm. or I just don't listen to anything. I'm mm-hmm. always running with my canines. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, I always, every opportunity that mm-hmm. I have, I like to, to fill myself with just like positive, encouraging stuff. Me too. And there's great leadership stuff there too. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of um, what, everything that I love, uh, you are, um, you are a leader. And, and and one of the reasons why I like you so much is mm. how you've been able to curate this team. Mm, and you. and you're you're a creator. You're an artist. Mm. Everything that that has um, came out and transpired of Ascent Church mm-hmm. has has been because of just the creative vision that you have had. Thank you, sweetie, for the community mm-hmm. and and for your team. Thank you. And, and That's you so kind that. of you. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean it. It's awesome. It's the awesome. best thing I've ever heard him say. And he highly recommend his, well, his sermons are great too, but his leadership podcast is my favorite. It's like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's nothing, it's not three hours. It's One great. One time a month. Gosh, what his, you have to wait every quote, Thursday. I know. It's like first Thursday like, of every on, month. <laughs> is um, people would rather follow a leader that's always real rather than a leader that's always right. Yeah. And that is what I hold on to. Yes. So, you know, I think people come to church and they expect me to, you know, you have something always going to say, I'm perfect, you're, you know, yeah. but like telling stories of like, I failed with my wife. I failed right. with my parenting. I was frustrated at so-and-so. I think that helps people do, lean do you know, in. Do you know why people like you so much? It's because you're real. Well, it's exactly what you, you said. Thank you. It's because you're yeah. real. I think it helps people connect yeah. that, you know, I'm not some, you know, pastors are not supposed to be, well, we're, we were chosen because we're better or we're holier. God says he picked the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Like mm. there, there's no sense of, oh, I'm going to pick the, I had a stutter my whole life, mm. probably 15 years. I went to speech classes, had surgery, which is it's a whole different story. But like God picking someone who had a stutter to even speak here, to have a podcast, to, to preach. It, it's all about him and his glory. And I really think it's a testimony of if I can do this through this guy, who couldn't even answer the phone, imagine what I could do through you. Oh. I think that's what it's about. It's mm-hmm. not, oh, he's better. 
It's no, he's not bad. There's nothing special about him. But if you give your life to God, he can do something amazing. It's about his power and his glory, not ours. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, I have probably the fire, the most fiery podcast all from all of season three was Joe Decina. Now, Joe Decina is the founder and the CEO of Spartan, one of the world's leading endurance sports brands. Spartan's portfolio of brands now includes Spartan Trail, La Ruta, Tough Mudder, and Highlander. Joe can be seen hosting the No Retreat Business Boot Camp on CNBC, where he and his team of experts attempt to solve organizational issues within companies by exposing their members to mental and physical challenges. When he was on Reborn, we discussed the power of maintaining the right mindset while attempting to accomplish difficult things. What, what advice do you, would you give, like you're kind of an extreme, right? I would probably categories, category myself as somewhat of an extreme. You're definitely an extreme and I love it. What is some advice that you can give somebody who is wanting to start training for a Spartan, right? Because if you're listening, you're coming to a Spartan with me. All right. Joe and I have invited you. So what is like, um, what are just some basic exercises? Would you recommend somebody just doing, starting out with body weight exercises with pull-ups, push-up squats? Body weight is incredible, right? There's very little risk of injury and we want to, we want to be mobile and flexible the rest of our lives. So, um, I've got a, I've got a body weight routine I mentioned earlier that I could share with you and you could, you could post it to, to folks, but, but my minimum, the minimum I tell everybody is like walk one mile, just walk one mile a day. Do it after dinner, right? You don't want to go to bed on a full stomach. I'm giving you the basic minimums here, and I'll get you through any, any event. Um, do 30 of the best pull-ups you can. Oh, I can't do pull-ups. Jump up. Come down slow. Just do, you know, it could take 30 minutes to do 30. Just do the best 30 pull-ups you can. You need to do that anyway for life. Forget about Spartan. And do 30 burpees. That would be fast. 30 burpees, 30 pull-ups, one mile walk, take the stairs everywhere you go. If you can't fucking do that, you don't deserve to be on the planet. Mm. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. We have people come out with missing arms, missing legs, like, and they, they get through it. So like, if you're not willing to put some investment back into that wonderful machine, this body, this life that you, like, I don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. Um, well, I'm not really motivated. I don't have a gym membership. I don't have time. Everybody has time yeah. for one mile walk, 30 burpees, 30 pull-ups. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is like, you know, you can encourage somebody to change all you want, but it has to be them that has to make the decision and they have to make the decision for themselves. So, um, you know, I, I was on a podcast the other day with a guy and, and he just, he's lost like 150 pounds, something crazy. And, you know, for him, it was just changing the mindset. And I think that oftentimes we, we, our mind is so powerful. Mindset is everything. If you just change your mindset from today versus someday and just start today by changing one thing and making that a discipline. You know, I, I see it all the time where people just, they like to make these astronomical changes overnight and what happens when they fail all of a sudden and they're going to think that they can't do it. But if you guys start slow by adding 30 pull-ups a day, a mile walk, 
And what was the other thing you said? Squats? 30 burpees. Come on. Burpees. You know- I should know burpees. Okay. I One time I did burpee broad jumps around the track for, was it 12 hours? Oh, that's, that's impressive. I'd never do that again. I'll never do that again. Anyways, I probably did do that again, but I told myself at the time I was never doing that again. So, oh my gosh, burpees are like, they're the best and the worst, worst exercise. I remember, um, I was in the Bahamas. I had just met a buddy, Simon Lessing, uh, triathlete gold medal, gold medal holder. And that night, and I said, Hey, meet me on the beach in the morning. I'm going to get up at like 4am. I got to fly out tomorrow. I said, I want to do this thing these CrossFitters call the Burpee Mile. <clears throat> so I got on the beach. He didn't show up, my buddy. Oh. Got there alone in the dark. And I started to do my burpees and jump in the sand and do my burpees and jump in the sand. And I didn't really have a mile marker, but I, I had to catch a flight at some point. So <laughs> 30 a.m., so about three and a half hours in. Um, and I could see because the water hadn't washed away my footprints. I could see my, I walked all the way back. I cleaned myself up. I, and I, I had my buddy who owned the house drive and check. And it was a little over my, like 1.2 I went. And, um, and then I found out the Burpee Mile isn't really a mile. <laughs> like I know that CrossFitters don't do an actual mile. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Huh. But, but I got mine done. But you did 12 hours. Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I was for, uh, I was raising money for something. This was a couple of years, a couple of years ago, like a good couple of years ago. But yeah, I mean, again, it's like, you know, you, if you guys just change your mindset and, and tell yourself that no matter what it takes, you're going to get it done and just put one foot in front of the other, you know, don't, don't look at the whole picture. Whenever you look at a Spartan, yeah, sure. It can be intimidating, but just focus on the first obstacle, get through the first obstacle starting a new business adventure, what, just focus on whatever is right in front of you. And, you know, don't be intimidated by the full picture. Just look at what's in front of you, tackle that, accomplish that, and then move forward. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Reborn podcast today. Listen, go back, go back through season three. And, and listen to some of these podcasts. And this is a great way to, to, to hear these highlights. I'm going to be dropping a part two of a highlight of the highlight from Reborn season three next week. So this is a great opportunity. Um, if you need to catch up or if you're, if you're new to the podcast show, uh, listen to these little highlights and go back and listen and learn and continue to grow with the knowledge that is out there, guys. Seriously, it's endless, endless information, endless knowledge. So keep working hard and I will catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Reborn with Ashley Horner. Make sure you leave me a review in the Apple podcast. Tell your friends about the show. And thank you again so much for listening to Reborn from the Iron, from the Ironclad Network. We will back. We will be back soon with a bunch of episodes. Bye.